We continue our time of worship as we come to God again and anew in His Word in the Gospel of Matthew. As you're able, I invite you to stand for the reading. That same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea, and great crowds gathered about him. So he got into a boat and sat down, and the whole crowd stood on the beach. And he told them many things in parables, saying, A sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seeds fell along the path, and the birds came and devoured them. Other seeds fell on rocky ground where they did not have much soil, and immediately they sprang up, since they had no depth of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched. And since they had no root, they withered away. Other seeds fell among the thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil and produced grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. He who has ears, let him hear." Hear then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart. This is what has been sown along the path. As for what was sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and will immediately receive it with joy. Yet he has no root in himself, but endures for a while. And when tribulation or persecution arises on account of the word, Immediately he falls away. And as for what was sown among the thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but cares, the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and it proves unfruitful. As for what was sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it. He indeed bears fruit and yields in one case a hundredfold, in another sixty, and in another thirty. The Gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please be seated. If you know me, you will have heard me say, and I've said it from this pulpit even, we do real life here. In today's parable, again from Matthew, Jesus teaches us about kingdom living. And that living is our lives oriented towards God's kingdom. And we're given warning signs about how to do that in the reality of this life, this real world. When I lived in North Dakota for a year, I worked at a Lutheran Bible camp there, and I remember a nearby farmer wanted to take me fishing. It was winter, and the lake was frozen. And as we approached the boat launch in his 4x4 truck with dually wheels in the back, I still remember gripping the armrest in his truck as he didn't stop at the boat launch, but kept going right there on top of the lake. He said, don't worry, my truck does great on ice. I was not worried about his truck. (laughs) It was what was underneath it. I'd been on the water quite a bit growing up in the Pacific Northwest, but never quite like on the water quite like that. You see, there was no question in the power or efficacy of his truck. It was whether or not the ground underneath it could hold it ground. 
And in this text today, there's no question in the power or the efficacy of the seed. The Gospel message is good. The sower has done a good work. Jesus, our good gardener, is good. What Jesus invites us to consider is the soil that that good seed has been planted in. Some German theologians and some preachers, because of that, often refer to this parable as the parable of the soils instead of the parable of the sower. You can understand why, because that's where Jesus spends most of his time teaching. Nevertheless, we're still going to call it the parable of the sower, if for no other reason, that's what Jesus calls it in verse 18. But there's another good reason. It's because this good gospel seed, this message, this Word made flesh is good. And it's for our good. And where is it planted? Is it planted in you on thin ice? Jesus gives us four warning signs in this text. Four warning signs for what it's like to have this seed planted in us in the real world. As a preacher, it's easy for me to look at this as a, as a batting average. You know, I'm doing pretty good, one out of four. But that's not God's intent. His intent, ultimately, is to turn it back towards the soil, which is us, our hearts. So whether you were baptized as an infant or later as an adult, no matter how far along it was, Jesus who gives you the gift of faith, who's planted this seed, invites us all to hear, receive, and now Jesus says, understand. And this warning that we're given, these four signposts, are to help us not just receive it, but understand it. The psalmist says, give me understanding that I may keep your law and observe it with my whole heart. God is inviting this seed to grow in our hearts. It's not about circumstance. It's not about the one whose seed landed in good soil is lucky as opposed to the one who got the rocky soil. No, there'll never be a perfect circumstance. It's about what God is doing in our hearts and about tilling the soil to prepare the way. And the warning signs let us know that all of us will face these conditions. These conditions that God can overcome. These conditions that God can continue to do a good work in because as Paul writes in 1 Corinthians, neither he who plants nor he who waters is anything, but only God who gives growth. And so we will call upon God to help us understand this parable. We'll call upon God to help us understand our hearts until the soil of our hearts. That's what the disciples did here. Did you notice I read from verses 1 to 9 and then later, Jesus' explanation in verse 18. The disciples came to Jesus and said, uh, could you explain what that parable of the sower was? We don't quite get it. And Jesus happily unpacked it. As we call on Him, He, t- he tills the soil of our hearts. And so we're asking Jesus to do that here today. On a mission trip to Mexico, I was driving the church van some years ago, and we were near the mountains outside of Ensenada quite a ways, and 
driving on this windy road and my co-pilot was also uh, our translator for the trip and she said to me, you know, I think I should probably be translating these signs here for you, huh? I said, yeah, what do they, what, what, what they say? She said, danger ahead. Yeah, thanks for telling me. I was grateful for that translation. <laughs> Jesus gives us a translation of his parable here to help us understand these warning signs. This first warning sign comes to the hard path, the hard soil, to our hard hearts. You notice in each of these soils, they all receive the gospel message. But what matters is what happens next. They didn't understand. As one pastor put it, they refused to allow it to penetrate their hearts. Sometimes we do that with our faith. We make it so intellectual or uh, we put it in a box or maybe we, or we put it in a box for Sunday mornings or Wednesday nights. But the seed is meant to change us and grow. Are you being changed and transformed by this gospel message that has been planted in you? One of our confirmants shared in their testimony that on a mission trip, their hearts were so transformed this last summer that he couldn't even put words to what God had done, but he knew he would never be the same, that God was doing a good work in him And things would be different. Have you had a moment where you opened up the Word and it was like, just for you. You knew you'd never be the same. Are you putting your heart in a condition, a place where God will keep transforming you? Another one of our confirmation students shared that early on in her faith, she thought of, Following Jesus is just a good habit. Not that that's a bad thing, but she's realizing now that God is inviting more as He is in giving her a relationship. And as understanding has come to her, she realized the depth of the gift that God has given her. Are you putting yourself in a position to receive this word and be transformed by it in your daily life? Maybe the hard heart for you is this secular age. Maybe you're like Thomas Jefferson who wanted to edit out all of the supernatural parts of the Bible because you wrestle with it. Maybe like Lee Strobel who I've shared with you before his testimony. He's a former ardent atheist and he was beside himself when his wife came to Christ. And so as an accomplished investigative journalist, he went to prove her wrong, to get her back from the dark side from his perspective. Only after an exhaustive search into history and archaeology and creation and God's Word did he discover that the case for Christ is a good one. And his hard heart softened as he received Christ in his life. Or maybe your hard heart is is that you do nothing with your faith. It's just something that you do on Sunday mornings. 
Here, Martin Luther, our brother in Christ, gives us a word, as he said, a religion that does nothing, that saves nothing, that gives nothing, that costs nothing, that suffers nothing, is worth nothing. And we just leave it on the shelf and forget about it at that point. And so Jesus holds up this warning sign of hard hearts. And we then have the opportunity to invite Him in and soften our hearts until that soil. Then the next warning sign, we get the rocky soil where, you know, the, the seed takes root first with joy, but because there's no deep roots, when crisis comes, it gets scorched by the hot sun. I have friends, dear friends, who have walked alongside of me in Christ who now no longer do because their roots were scorched by the crisis and trials of life. Some who have been attacked for their faith, and so instead of digging into the depth of God's Word and presence among them, they just let it fall away. Sometimes we, we preachers have to admit it's because of sloppy preaching. Some have given the idea, no one here at faith, of course, but that life is with Jesus going to be just grand and smooth sailing. And forget to preach the cross. We don't do that here. We remember the cross of Christ is before us. And what we remember in those rocky times is not always that all of those stones will be moved away, but that God, who is our refuge and strength, will be with us. When we're attacked, when we're hurting, when the pain of life has come rushing in, God says, I am with you. One of our confirmands shared boldly about hardship that her family faced. And she would pray with tears in her eyes for God to get rid of those rocks. And although the prayer was never answered like she'd hoped it would, God answered that prayer in other ways because she realized in the midst of this rocky season, God was with her. Her heart was tilled by the presence of Jesus in the midst of trial. You see, it's not about us tilling the soil here. It's about the gardener coming in and turning our hearts. Some good friends of mine Quambeck family in North Dakota, they, uh, Rod, I remember telling me the story of all of the years growing up on their farm, they had rocky soil in their land, and there were just years where they would just spend hours getting rid of these stones so that they could, they could make a living out of that land, carrying so many stones. It was a joyful memory and a, and a hard one too, I think, but he shared it with joy. Well, the good news for us, friends, is you and I don't have to carry that load. We don't have to pick out those rocks. 
we just remember that our Savior comes rushing in. Sometimes we forget that He's our Savior. And we want a God who just blesses us. We want a blesser instead of a Savior. And we need to remember that God with us, God for us, this God carried a cross and He walks alongside of us in whatever season we may face. The third warning sign that Jesus holds up is that of a thorny briar patch. What briar patch do you get stuck in? Are you choked out in your faith by the busyness of life? By the demands of your business? By the stress of the daily task? Or are you choked out by some sin that so easily entangles us? Maybe it's one that you know is wrong and and you feel like you just can't overcome. Or maybe it's one that is particularly tricky because the friends and world around you says, it's just fine, don't worry about it. But God's Word says something else. You see, these thorns choke out our faith. They trip us up and they keep us from the real growth that God has in store. But remember, you don't have to rescue yourself. We have a Savior who's come to redeem us, who's come to bring the growth, a gardener who knows how to clip out those thorns. Your heart doesn't need to be perfect. We just need to invite Jesus in to till that soil. Jesus, by the power of the Holy Spirit, will come. Because of His work on the cross, He put the thorns on His head for us so we don't have to. To rescue us from sin, Jesus died and rose again. This is the promise and the hope of the resurrection. As you heard read, if we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our hearts that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified. And with the mouth one confesses and is saved. When the soil of our hearts have those thorns tilled out, we believe and are justified by the promise of God's work on the cross and the hope of the resurrection. And that leads us to this fourth soil. And instead of a warning, it's a calling. A calling to go one way, God's way. To follow where Jesus leads. To move from our hearts being justified to our mouths confessing. And you heard and you read in this text that when that happens, there is fruit 30, 60, or 100 fold. You see, God, when the soil has been tilled to good soil, wants to do a good work in you and in me. One of our confirmants on a mission trip, notice how God was using him in powerful ways in other people's lives. The lesson there for us is to put ourselves in a position to be used by God every day in our daily vocation 
at home, at work, in a recreation, wherever we're planted, God wants to use that good seed that He's put in us to bear fruit for others. That same confirmant said, you know, I'm kind of shy. But he remembered the seed that had been planted in him and he recalled the lesson from Sunday school about Moses who was also shy and didn't like to speak and yet God spoke powerfully through him. He figured, well, if God can do that through Moses, He can do that through me. Another one of our confirmants testified and we talked about his testimony earlier about being transformed by God. But now also realizing that what a better world it would be if all of us were transformed by God and feeling the call to share that story with others so that they too can be transformed. You see, in this good soil, God is doing a good work in us. And He's doing a good work to call us to serve Him. Give your hard heart to Jesus. Give your rocky heart and the trials that you face to Jesus. Give up those storms that are choking you out to Jesus. Are you baptized? Good. Then what are you waiting for? As the baptized people of God, let your life be set by the direction of your heart and that heart be tuned to God who planted the good seed in you. If you're not baptized yet, why wait? God has got a great gift in store for you. At baptism, we say this promise. Again, from the Gospel of Matthew, we read, Let your light shine before others so they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. When the good soil is tilled, there is fruitfulness. God wants to do that good work through you in the world around you, right where you're planted. May you turn the soils of your hearts over to Jesus and be rooted in Christ's kingdom. A kingdom that has no end. Amen.